I'm Gene Shalit now. Bye. Maybe we Classic should recruit, family guy. Maybe we should recruit Gene Shallot instead of Buzz Killington to be our fourth member of the podcast. Got the hair for it. <laughs> and the mustache. That's amazing. Oh, welcome everybody to another week of the front office podcast. The three best friends that anyone could have are back. Uh, Kev, Jet, and Kyle. Um, and of course, the, the front office podcast is brought to you by the Smoke Shack. Um, go visit them at both of their locations at 250 City Center or at uh, the new Little Shack at 1016 Carp Road in Stittsville. Um, again, if you haven't had the Smoke Shack barbecue yet, go do yourself a favor and order the Smoke Shack and everyone that eats it will be happy. Um, boys, how's everybody feeling tonight? Feeling randy. That's concerning for all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what I'll say today? <laughs> He's the wild card. He's our X factor in all of this. <laughs> I'm Jet. the Rodman. I'm the Rodman to your Jordan and Pippin. Jet, why are you only eating blue M and M's? I'm not eating blue. <laughs> Strange get the, person. Get the joke. You're feeling Randy blue. Come on, man. All right, nope, moving on. Smoke. Listen, listen. If I make it through the show without falling asleep, you're lucky. Well, why so are you? you why are you? How eating? we end the show once you are, fall asleep? Yeah, we yeah. Stop. Why are you eating? You know that you're gonna fall asleep if you eat. Yeah, but I'm eating these nuts. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally is eating nuts right now. We should brand our own front office nuts and call it D's. But don't say nuts, just D's. I'm and then people sure. have to say, well, what are these? And you say, these are nuts. <laughs> I literally would invent mass market and sell a product simply for people to have that punny joke. That is what, that's pretty much my life goal. Kevin will go millions of dollars in debt just so someone can have three seconds. Billions, of Kyle. I would go billions in debt. <laughs> Oh, so moving on, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we're uh, obviously recording a little bit later in the week uh, than we usually would, but uh, shit happens, you know, we, uh, we all have uh, other lives outside of this podcast and, uh, you know, things come up and we, uh, we got to adjust, but again, we, we made reference to it earlier uh, on last week's show, but a belated happy birthday to, uh, to Mama Kelly, a belated happy birthday to Teddy, and a belated happy birthday to our man Link, uh, Kev's youngest this week. So lots of birthdays that, uh, that were going around the uh, the front office podcast family uh, over, over the course of the last seven days. Uh, so there's a lot of sex going on nine months before May. <laughs> Well, my mom is one of those birthdays, so <laughs> that means that means a grandpappy. Yeah, it's hard to think of. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. So diving into the world of sports, because that's essentially what our podcast should be about. Um and not maternal coitus. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, 
there, there's a lot to talk about, but I just, I, I it's relevant to where, where we're at right now. But I wanted to bring up the Stanley Cup playoffs and the disappointment that I feel as an Edmonton Oilers fan watching three games back to back to back that went to overtime and nothing rips your heart out like an overtime goal when you're cheering for the team that gets scored on. And as an Edmonton fan, this happens to me every year. And it was just 10 times worse this year because it was, you knew it was going to happen. As soon as it went to overtime, you knew that Winnipeg was going to get a lucky bounce. So I wanted to bring that up just to express my complete sorrow of watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I will say my team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup this year, still alive, pulled the upset over the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. The New York Islanders are rolling. And uh, I think we're, uh, we're on the way to, uh, to a Stanley Cup with the, the New York Islanders. But what are your thoughts on the, on the Cup playoffs so far, gentlemen? Most exciting game I'm looking forward to uh, is Minnesota-Vegas. I think that's been a fun series and one that uh, looked like it wasn't going to go this long at one point. Yeah. Well, I think anybody who looked at Vegas going into the playoffs probably would have thought that, yeah, they're probably the favorite to come, you know, come out of the West. And I think all the analysts were picking them because of their goaltending, because of their defense. But they really didn't take into account that Minnesota plays a hard brand of hockey. And those teams in the playoffs are so difficult to play against. So you're 100% right. Yeah, Minnesota is really making it fun for anyone who's not a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Um, and, and on that note, so you guys actually had a wager on the Stanley Cup playoffs that was carried over a week uh, with the Toronto-Montreal series. And it was the game, it was game one, who was going to come away with the victory. And Jet, you must be breathing a sigh of relief right now because Woo-hoo. you were going to be dealing out those cans of craft beer like you're making it rain, but Carey Price stole one, man. He stole one in game one, and it hasn't gone so well for Montreal after that, so you're lucky that that was the game that they decided to show up. Yeah, yep. Well, it is It is 3-1 right now for the Canadians. Yeah, it's also 3-1 for Toronto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but anyways, Can't no- dream. Can't a brother dream. <laughs> I'm just upset that you didn't support local, Bethro. I do support local a lot. Well, you should have lost that bet and you would have been supporting local. So obviously you don't support local. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. Quit being so selfish, man. I wish you would do this for small businesses, please. Stop stop ordering from Amazon your, your craft brew, okay? You got to get your microbrew local and you got to send it to my house, all 12 of them. You know what? Even though I lost the bet, if you really were a good person, you would send me those beers. <laughs> in, in good faith. In good faith. In good faith. Yes, exactly, Kyle. See, Kyle gets it. Kyle, Jet, Kyle's Jet, local. Jet's the type of guy that would order craft beer over the internet and have it delivered <laughs> to his house in the Amazon box. Absolutely. He would, too. He would Absolutely. totally do it that way. No, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right, you would. Um, You'd go to Walmart. <laughs> oh my no, God. you know Jesper would shit his pants just looking at beer. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so true. That's so true. So that's a Don't share a car for five hours with Jethro the day after he drank beer. Okay, guys, but hold on. Hold on. In my defense, 
you guys were like, man, quit being a baby back bitch and just drink this beer. And I'm like, guys, we just brought me drinking beer. And they're like, man, just shut up and drink the beer. I'm like, I, you were warned, you were warned. And then on the way back, y'all were like, okay, yeah, you probably shouldn't drink that beer. I I told you. It was the worst smell I've ever had. It was like someone had had wiped shit underneath my nose, just on my (laughs) upper lip, and it just wouldn't go away. It was just constantly... Like, even when I breathed out, I smelled it, if that's, if I can say that. <laughs> it's oh, like that dude. Eddie Murphy stand-up when he's like, well, you, yeah, yeah, I, I can taste it. You got you got it in my mouth. <laughs> you got it in my mouth. <laughs> your mouth is open and everything. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, the weird, week, the weird weekly wager ended in a draw. You guys got squared last week. So, we're going to move on to this week's edition of the weird weekly wager. And, Kev, you and I are back up on the clock here. And... I have got one that we have not bet on to date. So we, we have a sport that no one would think that we would bet on. And the the actual thing that we're going to bet on said sport, no one would think to bet on either. So, Kev, we are going to make a bet on the upcoming NASCAR race, the Coca-Cola 600, which takes place on Sunday. So we are not going to bet on who will win the race? We're not going to bet on a specific racer. What we are going to bet on is the last name of the winner. How many letters will they have in their last name? And we're going to set the over-under at six letters. So okay. you take the under, so five or less, or you can take the over, seven or more. Well, Kyle, I wake up every morning, I piss excellence. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to, uh, I'm not really sure what I do with my hands here. Um, do I just hold them up? Do I hold them up like this? Just put it on my side. Do I put them on my side? I'm just going to hold them here. Um, I'm going to go with the over on this one. Ooh. I'm go with the over. feel we're going to get, uh, maybe some Polish names in there, right? Some, uh, Eastern European names. Gonna add a couple extra letters past that uh, that six median point, and uh, we're gonna take this home, baby. Can't hold anything back. Cannot hold anything back. Well, I gotta say, based on the current standings, I say we'd have a 50-50 chance at uh, at each winning here, because the leader of the points right now is Kyle Busch, so which would fall under the under category. But the next three, there's two Bushes. Exactly. The next three all contain seven or more letters in their last name. So, you know, the favorites going into the race will definitely, uh, you know, put us in uh, either a good or a bad spot, depending on who you're rooting for here. But uh, I think that's a, I think that's a good wager. And uh, I want to revisit something that I think we had bet the second time you and I had placed a wager. And uh, I think if I win, I want you to eat a scoop of ground coffee on the podcast. Awful. I'm like, just an awful thing. And keep in mind, I have yet to draw that penis on your house. It's coming. I told you, you shan't know when I appear. You know what's funny? I am, is that like, I li- I I am like a bat in the night. I literally look outside every time I leave for work. I literally That's look at the door. You're it's never, the you're, ghost punishment. Just it's never worse gonna do than it. knowing. You're just never going to do it. Worse than knowing. <laughs> I'm going to. There's going to be such a giant dong on your driveway. It is going to be. I mean, we could always go double or nothing, but 
that's boring based on our most recent double or nothing. Yeah. And I prefer to support local job job companies. So we're going to go with, uh, you know, me eating coffee grounds. I get that. I get that. I still owe you a, a giant donging at your house in some way, shape or form, likely phallic. <laughs> um, he gets it. He said, um, <laughs> but what do I want from you, Kyle? I feel like maybe your facial hair has to be mended slightly. <sighs> I wouldn't <sighs> mind seeing Kyle shave a little ZZ top um, goatee like his dad used to have. Remember, your dad had like that Egyptian <laughs> god like, just like he just grew up where the chin is, like just that part there. And you only got to do it for the show. I know you got work the next day, but that means you got to shave your face. <laughs> and that in and of itself is worth it to see you baby face Kyle. So is that is that that Jim the Anvil Nightheart? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for there. So here, here's what I'll say to that. I, I'm not saying no, but he's welching. He's already welching. Consi- no, no, knows no. he's going to lose. Okay, fair enough. Listen, considering how you were so adamant. On not going tarp soft for your first lost bet that you completely welched on. I did welch. You are. What, what was your reasoning? I don't remember my reasoning. Your reasoning it was, was because you had to work the next day, and you're what not going to do that, it. What was that bet? Hold on. What was that original bet? You had Let's to go tarp, take us you back. Had to, to, you had to go tarp soft for the day. Oh, because they teach children, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I different. am in business. That meetings. sounds like a you problem, bro. I, exactly. <laughs> I'm in business meetings. No, it's a their day. problem in many ways. <laughs> it's definitely a their problem. In many ways, Have that is something Kevin that, with shirt we don't want these kids scarred for the rest of their lives with education. I used to like school. Then Mr. Kelly showed me his man nipples. <laughs> what is Very Mr. different Kelly? from women nipples. Just so why, I'm going to be clear about that. Why does, more Mr. Kelly, why does Mr. Kelly only have five chest hairs? <laughs> why are most of them around his nipples there's something wrong going on we're gonna have to bring in a second opinion on those nipples i'm telling so, you so so here's what i'll do kev so take a look at what my beard looks like now for those of you who obviously you can't see this because you're listening to Put it, it on it, the website it, it it honestly looks like the my beard in our logo right now yeah the okay. fred van Vliet for sure yeah so i've got it faded i got it nice and nice and groomed Looks a little ratty right now that I'm looking at it, but it actually is quite, you know, quite well groomed. Here's what I'll do. Okay. I'm going to keep the beard, but Kevin, you can tell me how long I have to go without shaving it completely. Okay. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, you can continually grow your beard based on my decision. Sure. I'll, I'll keep Obviously. it made. I'll keep it maintained, but you can tell me how long I can grow it, and I'll and my wife will hate it. Kelly will hate you it. You can't you can't trim until I tell you it's time to trim. You can maintain it, sure. You yep. do whatever you want. I actually have some beard oil from that failed time I tried to grow a beard. Yep. And it, it looked like I taped like a 14-year-old's pubic hair on my face. Yeah. Um we'll go with uh we'll go with that bet, Kyle. Yep. I like this. Yep. I feel bad for your wife. But what's really do? Because come December this year, when I say, you know what, in honor of December, Kyle, you may now trim your beard. Mm-hmm. She'll enjoy that. It's going to get real long and thick. Wait, Kyle, so you're not, you're not putting a cap on this? There's no you cap. should put a cap, Kyle. And in all, in all fairness, you need to cap it. Okay, so let's cap it with 
I mean, I'm good with December. December 1st. That's, that's phenomenal. And I know our listeners at home really want to see that happen yeah. more than me eat coffee grounds. So oh, no, no, no. I think you eating coffee grounds is definitely well worth this whole thing. And it's got to be like a big scoop. It can't be a little. You got to eat scoop. it on air too. You got to eat it during the show. We got to watch you. Yeah, eat it. I naturally will finish it while, while we're doing the show. That's going to go without saying. <laughs> you're, you're, not gonna, you're not going to sleep for a week. I won't I sleep. sleep. I'll shit my pants likely. <laughs> and this and is, I'll this, never drink coffee again. This is why it's worth growing my beard, honestly, because I know the repercussions <laughs> that are going to happen with Kevin eating coffee grounds. I hate it in every way. I will I will say two things here, though. Watching Kyle grow his beard is just going to make me more and more jealous because I can't grow a beard. <laughs> That's number one. The number two, all this talking about not shitting for a week is just making me think of that scene in Bad Santa. And Billy Bob says, you're not going to shit. Uh, no, oh, no, no, God. No, not, no. not even what I was thinking of, but no. now I can't get it over my head. <laughs> no. No. Told you guys, I'm feeling Randy. Yeah. He's a blue M&M. Randy, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's put that on the board. Now that we've made that ridiculous wager, um, I can't wait to hear what what the next ridiculous thing that's going to come out of Kevin's mouth in another installment of Grinding Beans. Grinding Beans. Well, Kyle, what's really grinding my beans this week is uh, I might have to eat coffee grinds next week. <laughs> kind of a real piss off thinking about that, especially late in the evening. I'll definitely be enjoying the stomach pains, but... You know, it's really grinding my beans this week, and I think everyone's going to be on the same page. I'm all for some rivalry in sports, especially when we get into playoffs. And I am no stranger to, uh, let's say, borderline bad behavior as a fan in the stands, especially during our, our university days. But you mix in social media, and you mix in the fact that it's been like a year since people have been at sporting events. And everyone forgets how to be human. We'll start off with the first one that's obvious. Uh, Ethan Bear, um, player for the Edmonton Oilers. Team loses, they're done. And, uh, you know, angry fans that, in my opinion, doesn't really make them true fans in any way. No. Uh, decided no. to start attacking Ethan Bear and his, his heritage, his ethnicity, um, uh, through social media. The comments were disgusting. Um I, I think the one positive is seeing how quickly his teammates, um, the team, ownership, the league, and and real fans rallied to support him. Uh, but the attack on Ethan Bear, sadly, was not the only attack we've seen in sports in the last week. Um, we look at uh, Russell Westbrook and a fan dumping popcorn all over him. I love his comment of, I would, if I saw me walking down the street, I wouldn't walk up to me and dump popcorn. I, I think he's kind of giving, uh, you know, a little bit of a reminder to fans that, you know, the league cracked down on players uh, getting involved in physical altercations with fans, but don't push him because he will go off. And you know what? There's a lot of fans that probably feel just as, uh, you know, em emboldened and brave as uh, some of the road raging drivers who drive off after giving the finger, um, you know, 
it would not be out of the realm of possibility and people will completely understand if someone did something else to him, like throw that popcorn again after he's warned them uh, for him to go off and start hitting. And you know what? I don't know that he needs to be suspended if that's his reaction, because if the league can't protect him the right way, then, you know, he's a, he's a human being. He's going to have to defend himself. And I think fair warning has been given. Sadly, it doesn't end there. Trey Young um, coming off the court. You know what? It is. I think everyone's watching that series simply for the trash talking that is coming out between uh, the Hawks and, uh, and the Knicks. Uh, you know, the uh, Knicks fans were, were posting out or handing out flyers that the chant was going to be Trey is bald. I'm all for that as a man who uh, once had hair. Um, I, I can accept it and understand that. At the same time, you know you're getting a little too involved when fans are handing out unofficial flyers of insults to hurl at a, an opposing team's player. And I feel that energy has just overgrown because Trey Young, as he was exiting the court, was spit on. Yeah. I would say spitting on someone is a pretty disgusting act. And the reaction from him and his teammates was physical. And there was a lot of security holding them back. And I'm happy that it didn't explode into, you know, physical altercation stands. But let's keep in mind the world we're living in currently. Uh, we're in a global pandemic that is spread from uh, respiratory droplets. And some idiot who's a season ticket holder, mind you, is going to spit on an opposing player who's walking back to the locker room after playing. Disgusting. I love that the league and, and uh, uh, management acted, and now that person's been lifetime banned. Um, but that's what's grinding my beans this week. Fans behaving badly. And I use fans very loosely here because, to me, those are not fans. Those are trolls that are just using sports as a, as a way of boosting their fragile egos in a, in a very sick fashion. Um, I'm just happy that none of the players uh, that were kind of focused on attacks didn't react and receive some kind of punishment as a result because it was disgusting. And I really hope that's the end of it this week with so many sports in playoffs right now and tempers <clears throat> high and energy flying high. I really don't want to see anything happen. So that's what's grinding my beans this week, Kyle. Yeah. Word I would look at for anyone who is involved in those situations is shithead. I mean, there's there's no way around that. Like the the level of decorum that people have to have when they're attending a live event. I mean, do we have to go back to here's a set of rules that are going to be posted on every seat that you sit in when you're going to a live event? Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. And the list of can't do's should be infinitely longer than the, than the can do. Because when you're at a live sporting event, you're there to support your team. You're there to enjoy a night out with friends. You're there on a date. You're there to, you know, just get out for the night, especially coming off of what we just came off of. People have been dying to get back into an arena. People have been dying to get back into a theater, to have some sense of normalcy. And then these idiots take it upon themselves to just say, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Like, what would you do as a regular human being walking down the street and someone just decided, I don't like the way that you look, you're wearing a shirt that I don't like, and they just spit at you or throw their popcorn on your head? That's an instant fight. An instant fight. And you would be the reason why as the instigator. And so the worst is part it? is, sorry, I'm going to throw that out there. 
the players are the ones who are going to face the biggest yeah. punishment here. Maybe the person who throws a popcorn goes, uh, you know, is arrested on a misdemeanor or in Canada summary offense, but the player is about to be suspended and lose lots of money in sponsorship, in salary. That's what's disgusting about it all. But you know what? In this situation, man, like, I feel like the NBA commissioner should just let it pass. Just to set a precedent, just let just let someone pull a Meta World piece. Yeah, yeah. Into the crowd, just one time. Just it's one like time. fighting in hockey. You now yeah. you now have a an, a wild card yeah. X factor. No, if you seriously. boo too loudly, you get punched in the teeth. Seriously. I love it. I, I love it, Jethro. So well, well, because seriously, because remember when um I I think I sent you guys a video and it was showing like Miles Garrett, you know, playing basketball, <laughs> and you just see that large human being you know, playing basketball. And well, we saw what he did to Mason Rudolph, you know, a little while back, but someone that was telling me, oh, you know, you would never see this in football. I said, well, you'd see it in football because they're never going to get close to those monsters, right? right? But, but if you add that X factor, that if you say, hey, if you throw something at an athlete, you know what? they're allowed to come into your space because you basically disrespected their space. And you know what? They will get no repercussions. Yep. They will get no suspension. Okay. And they will not get any fines because it will be self self-defense. Yep. Let's, let's see what people will say. Because the first thing I thought about as well is like, people are so entitled, man. I remember, uh, was it a little while back when that Karen started yelling at LeBron James because LeBron James is going back and forth with her husband. Like, yo, your pain, it's a privilege. There are, pe- there are countries where people are in the most unfavorable situations. You are sitting front row at a basketball game being entertained by the best athletes in the world. And you can't just sit down and shut the fuck up and entertain and be entertained for that period of time where you could forget, hey, what's going on in the world today? No, that's not enough. You feel like, you know what? I'm going to mess with this person because they're not a real human being. And Kev, to bring up your point, I blame social media because people have direct access to mm-hmm. athletes. One of our, one of our good friends, uh, Henry Burris, you know, he, he, has to, he had to deal with Twitter. He had to deal with Instagram and people just walking up and, you know, out of pocket and being like, you can't walk up to someone and say, Oh, I didn't like how you played last week while you're sitting at a restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Social media is the, is the responsible one for this. It's blurred the lines between, you know, between what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and how these people are actually human beings. You can't, like you said, oh, man, I wish, I wish someone would come to my workplace and throw popcorn on me. I wish someone would come to my work and spit on me. I'll cold cock the shit out of you. Yet I'm trying to work. And imagine that same person, if they have a job, you wouldn't like someone to come to your job to throw popcorn on you, spit on you, uh, send you, send you an email through the workplace to, you know, send derogatory terms to you while you're at work. It's a bullshit, man. That's just, that's all that is, is privilege. And the fact that people learned nothing from the pandemic with shit being taken away from them. Anyway, sorry. Now it seems like I'm grinding beans, but that shit was is stupid. It's, oh. it's, it's annoying, especially maybe because we're in Canada and we're still restricted from seeing things. 
And yeah. up there in the States, they have some privilege and they're acting stupid. Yeah. Like Kyle said, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous, man. So obviously, Kev, like you know, great topic this week for your segment because I think that I, I was like a second away from talking about that for my portion, but I figured this is something you were gonna bring up. So yeah, I I'm all over this. I, I, I just I don't get it. Like I I just don't like this goes back to, and you know, to talk about the social media aspect and like, there's no repercussions for athletes. Like it goes back to what we were talking about a while ago with the Cam Newton thing. Like the generation that's growing up right now, we can say all we want about them. Oh, there's no respect there. They don't give a shit. Like they'll talk shit over the internet and then nothing will happen from it. These were adults that did this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's a kid, there's a certain level of, okay, maybe we'll just let that slide because they don't know any better. It's a These learning were, opportunity for a kid. Yeah. Exactly. These were full-grown adults, full-grown adults that they know that they shouldn't be doing it. When is it ever socially acceptable to do the things that, you know, that these people did? And again, the worst thing that happens to them, oh, they get their tickets revoked. Oh, well, I don't have to spend fucking 12 grand a year now. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Like, there's obviously nothing more you can do if you're the league. But, yeah, I mean, these people? I think if you're the league, you publish that person's name. Oh, yeah. Because, sure. you know what? We all know who the athlete was, who, and yeah. they had to endure that publicly. Let's yeah. let this person live with their, their actions publicly as well because they're going to be just as famous as that athlete for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And those 15 minutes are not going to be fun. They're going to lose their job. Their wife or girlfriend probably debates if they haven't already leaving them. And on top of that, if you're friends and family, and you know, especially in the case of Ethan Bear, that your your family member or friend thinks that way based on ethnicity, you're going to start calling into question a lot of other things they do in life. So yeah. I hope they publish people's names. I mean, I know they won't because they're opening themselves to uh, litigation, right? And being sued. But at the end of the day, they all deserve to be put on blast and doxed or whatever the kids call it these days. And uh, you know what? I, that's what I'd love to see happen. That would be the ultimate punishment for these fans is yeah. be published. Yeah. Let, let everyone else on social media have at them too, because they deserve it. Yeah. No, you know what? If you're not, if you're not strong enough or you know, strong enough in your belief to say it to Ethan Bear's face, and let him decide what he wants to do with his response. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, totally. Because I'll guarantee you that these people, you know, all of these athletes and celebrities, just because they have a little bit of clout to their name, don't think for a minute that they will not respond accordingly if they have the same get it get out of jail free card as you do. So no, obviously, I think all three of us are fired up now. So, uh, so that, was, that was a good just one. Let him go, man. Just let the athlete go. Yeah, just let him go. Let him go, man. Let him cold cock him. But him can we go back to that? How awesome is that? Was it Malice in the Palace? The video, I forget who it is. I think it's Meta World Peace. And Jermaine O'Neal. Sliding Jermaine, no, Jermaine as Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, it's so amazing. And he connects with that fat dude <laughs> who shouldn't be fighting anyone, let alone a world-class athlete. And the guy is sliding into the punch. Like, it connects so well. And I couldn't believe the guy kept going. But you could see he didn't know where he was the whole time. 
Yeah, we need to we need to put that on on the website because that video is classic. That should be a, a new rule. That should be a rule in the new XFL. <laughs> Inst- I'm telling you, if you take the best part of hockey, which everyone knows is the fighting, and puts it into that, uh, you know, every other sport, you got something. You got something here. It's probably yeah. gonna be on Spike TV, mind you, but. If you say something outlandish, the play stops and you have to go on the field and answer the bell. <laughs> nice. So needless to say, I think anyone who, you know, would be in that situation with an athlete, if they had to answer the call, would definitely injure themselves in some way, shape, or form. And rightfully so. So on that note, maybe, Jethro, you can take us into – how athletes can prevent themselves from getting hurt and injuring themselves. Nice. Now they're constantly improving. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm not going to stay on it too long. I just wanted to uh, talk about um, the Russell Westbrook injury. Um, So uh, for those who haven't seen it, um, Russell Westbrook, um, sprained his ankle uh, so an inversion uh ankle sprain when your ankle rolls towards the outside uh which is the most common of the injuries uh because uh sorry of the ankle injuries because uh the structures on the outside part of the ankle are weaker than the ones on the inside part of the ankle they're not as thick um so uh he's he happened to step on another player's foot and that uh caused him to sprain his ankle so you know, can someone completely avoid those type of injuries? No, you can't. Like stepping on someone's foot, you know, there's nothing really you can do about that. What you can do, though, is you can um, mitigate the symptoms. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, you have to train in the positions that you will eventually find yourself, right? So uh, strengthening the ankle in that range of motion where you are rolling your ankle so that your ankle you know, um, recognizes that it's already been there before, right? So that it's not, it's nothing new. So that will limit the, the damage, you know, of course, you know, anything can happen. It could be a freakish, uh, situation where even if you prepare for it, that, you know, um, it's worse than what you trained for, but you're giving yourself a fighting chance, right? So doing, you know, even, um, lunges with, your ankle rolled in that position and gently going into it. Um, shameless plug. I've, I've, I've made a workshop on this type of stuff and it, cause I see it all the time. Um, but uh, the other thing is because basketball players are so tall, um, there's also uh, the aspect that you have a longer lever to deal with, which makes them more susceptible to ankle sprains as well. So uh, my advice uh, when it comes to, you know, ankle sprains is, to not stay away from those type of ranges of motion when you are training, because you want your body to get used to, um, not, I don't want to say used to, but so that your body can be accustomed to that position in, if it does happen. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they just stay away from, uh, those ranges of motion or those positions where people are most likely going to get hurt. And that's a big mistake because if your body ends up in that position, your body won't know what to do, right? And your body, um, our, our bodies are the world's most perfect computer. 
they will adapt to anything. So if you tell your ankle, hey, if you happen to get sprained, this is how I want you to react. <laughs> they will do it. But if you avoid it completely, and then you happen to step on someone's foot, then you're going to have way more pain than you, you know, you would have had otherwise. I, I would love to actually hear you talk to your body before you do so. All right, ankle. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to roll yourself this way. And then what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to roll yourself this way. And if you do, you're going to be severely punished. Like, <laughs> this is the Bruh. way that came Bruh. up. <laughs> put it this way. I tell you, I, I, put it this way. I got four kids. I talk to my body all the time. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you. I know you. I, listen, listen, left knee. I know you don't want to run with these kids right now, but you got to just shut the fuck up. You got to man up and you just got to go. Okay. You're going to pay for it later, but just shut up and just go. All right. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. All right. All right. All right. You're going to eat. We're going to eat now. We're going to eat. We're going to eat. <laughs> you damn right. I'm going to eat my cornbread. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that, that's it, man. Just my advice is don't avoid positions that make you uncomfortable because those are typically the positions <laughs> where you're going to get hurt the most. <laughs> Oh my God! Here we go! Here we go! Here we Jethro go. constantly improving, <laughs> X-rated, always. The the little poop. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay, this it's is just jet. The way you always tend to have some kind of Freudian slip like that. You know you do. I have. I was waiting for this week's dinner. It did not disappoint. <laughs> I have four kids. What did you expect? <laughs> God, he's Randy, uh, folks. I, I'm Randy. I'm Randy. But uh, no, that's it, it's it's a unique way of looking at it for sure. Because because I mean, I don't think that people understand that your body is actually a supercomputer, and you can actually you know tell it what to do quite frequently without you know having these major catastrophic things happening. So you know you're you're 100 right and for anyone who is looking to attend one of Jethro's workshops. Jet, where can they find that? Uh, you could just uh, check my bio. Uh, you know, uh, typically when, when you post on the front office podcast, like my bio tends to pop, my IG handle tends to pop up. Just click on that and click on the bio and you can find me and then you can send me a DM if you have any questions. There you go. Um, all right. So, uh, Kev, you were talking a little bit earlier about people acting a fool on social media. And then getting themselves into some hot water. And the topic of our of our show this week is actually the same thing. And there was a former athlete who's now an analyst who was running his mouth on social media about something he knows absolutely nothing about. And I'm speaking of Kendrick Perkins. So I believe it was last week where this fool had the audacity to say, the NBA championship is the hardest championship to win in sports. And there's no question about it. And don't at me. And he literally had zero proof behind it. So we had a couple of players in other sports reach out, you know, and, and tweet back at him saying, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. And I mean, everybody's got their own opinion, but to just be so blatantly, you know, to the point without actually having facts behind it, I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So I wanted to talk about it this week and, and get both of your takes on what exactly is the hardest championship to win in sports. So 
you've got the pros and cons of, of you know from every sport. So I mean, you've got some that having game series, you've got some that are one and done, you've got some that obviously are played at neutral sites, you've got some that are played at home, some that are played you know um, here, there, everywhere, and and ultimately you know what dictates what makes a difficult championship. Like all championships, are difficult to win. We all know that, but what dictates what you know what dictates one being more difficult than the next one so i'm curious to hear where you two guys stand on this now do you want us to say which sport we think is tougher or do you want us like just the elements i would take anything that you got but i I, i'm curious to hear what you think is the most difficult championship to win kevin i'll I'll let you take this one kevin okay awesome i'll go with it um i'm watching it right now well actually i have two Two responses to this, Kyle. The first one being, uh, I think, inside the major sports, right, the big four, uh, I feel hockey and the Stanley Cup is the toughest. And the reason I say that is it's such a long offseason after such a long season. And of all the uh, major sports, it's the only one that's a best of seven series for each round. And it's full contact where fighting is involved. So for me, I, I think from a physical standpoint, the the grind to win 16 games to, to get to a Stanley Cup, and, and it's not just 16 straight games. It might be seven-game series the whole way through until you win. So I, I really do think that hockey has got to be the toughest out of those major four, and, and I get that, you know, um, basketball has an argument, football has an argument because, you know, it's the best team that day. Uh, but... I think in this argument, what is often overlooked um, is maybe the sports outside of uh, the big four. And for me, hopefully it runs. We don't know. The Olympics has got to be one of the toughest. You think about it, it's four years, and in this case, five years um, between championships, right? Trying to go for that gold medal. You know, what's the range on the peak performance of an athlete? Four years is a long time to go between Olympics. And I know there's the world championships that happen midway point and all that. But if we're just looking at it from an Olympics uh, point, you think about a guy like, uh, you know, Donovan Bailey. I used to have a coach that said this all the time. He trains hundreds of hours for 9.84 seconds. But the, the truth is that really is the window, right? There's obviously the heats to qualify. But when you get to that final stage and it's you and the other uh, sprinters, you've got to, 10 second window four years boils down to 10 seconds that's phenomenal there's no other pressure i think in sports that compares to that and then you think about you know particular sports where some people or some athletes are only able to compete in one olympic game because that's kind of the window on being able to be competitive so you got one chance and you're the top of your game and you're top of your sport and it comes down to competing in that final moment. And sometimes it's seconds long, right? You think about in, in terms of Canadian example, Perdita Felicien back in 2004, when she was the world champion, um, was supposed to come in and win gold at the Olympics and, and, and falls, right? She, she, that's four years of her life gone and that's it. She was, she, that was her Olympic window was done after that. Yeah. Um, she was a world champion, but she didn't get that Olympic medal. And I think everyone in Canada's heart went out to her watching that. For me, that's, you know, outside of the big four, the Olympics are such a, a fun thing to watch. Because I'll never watch trampoline. 
but I'm going to be watching intently to see if uh, if we can win gold a third time in a row. You know what I mean? Just for that s- specific aspect of it, that it's a four-year time frame. The window to perform is, is now narrowed as a result. And then your actual sport being put on uh, or your ability being put on display can be in such a small time frame, even seconds, that that's got to be the toughest to win. Oh, for sure, man. Sure. I 100% agree with you. Uh, like hockey was what I was thinking too. Sim- simply because, you know, you have football on one side, you have basketball on the other side. And the fact that hockey combines <clears throat> having to win multiple games and the physicality involved, you know, any, any sport where you have to tough out an injury for one, two, three, four, 16 games, you know what I mean? Like imagine if you get hurt in game one of the playoffs, you know what I mean? I'm not saying injured to the point that you can't play, but that you're, you're hurt and you feel it. You got to go through minimum 16. But like you said, Kev, what if every single one of those games, like what if you're Minnesota and you have to play seven games all the way through, you know what I mean? That is nuts. Right. In that case, you'd have to win what 28, 28 games, 21 games, 28 games, something like that. If you, went, uh, if you had to play seven games, seven games all, yeah, 20, 28 games. Yeah. So you, you, again, you're not expecting seven games for every series, but the potential to play 28 games is there. You know what I mean? So from a mental perspective, you also have to think about, okay, if you're up to nothing, you don't want to blow it. If you're down to nothing, what do you do to come back? If you're up three, one, you know, do, how do you put them away? And vice versa. How do we come back from 3-1? Like, you know, again, yes, it's the same thing in basketball. But added, like I said, adding the the, the pain that's involved uh, with, you know, playing a physical sport like that, playing multiple games in a week in a physical game like that. And, you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm a healthcare practitioner. And I, I've seen, you know, athletes play one game a week and their bodies are in shambles, let alone playing two, three games in, in a week. Um, the, the other thing that I will add, though, is that um, the, other, the other thing that I find is probably very difficult is uh, March Madness, okay? The reason I say March Madness is likely, you know, very difficult is the element that these are kids. That's the part that I add in there. Because, again, yes, there are some younger hockey players, but you're going to have, like, a mishmash. You're going to have veterans. You're going to have young guys. But if you're telling these kids, especially let's say you go to school like Kentucky, where you're essentially going to be a one and done, you enter a tournament at 17 years old and are expected to, you know, rise to the occasion after playing an entire season to just get into the tournament. Then they tell you, okay, you're the number one seed. You have to go from 60, the round of 64 to 32 to 16 to eight to four to winning the championship, you know? So as a, as a younger person, that's a lot, right? And as, and as much as you're not getting paid, there are millions of dollars that are on your shoulders, whether it be sponsorships, gambling, whatever, you know what I mean? So I, I think that really like the Stanley Cup final is like the biggest and then just from the perspective of you know being a kid and having to you know deal with all that pressure i'd probably put march madness up there pretty you know 
pretty high level as well. Yeah. No, I, I, I like both of the takes that you guys had because, you know, I think everybody first thinks of hockey when, when it comes to the most difficult. I think from a physical standpoint, it definitely is the most physical taxing championship to win. But, like, there's so many other elements. And, I mean, you got to look at it from the other perspective, too. So how difficult is it to win a championship where if you lose one game, you're out, right? So, I mean, you look at the NFL playoffs, very difficult. You know, very difficult to win. If you lose one game, if you have one bad week, one bad play, you're done, right? So how, how difficult is it to win a championship when you know the pressure of one play hangs in the balance, right? You know, I'll take it to another perspective. How difficult is it to win an individual sport? Like, Kev, you hit on the Olympics. So let's bring up UFC, right? You're in a fight. Look what happened to Chris Weidman. Like, you you can't tell me you can prepare you, Jethro. You talked about preparing your body for you know for certain injuries. Can you prepare your shin to not snap in half during a fight? Uh, that's a I'm I'm gonna say no, dog. That's a <laughs> no, <for> me, dog. <laughs> no, you can't. And you know, we've all been in tussles. We've all been in scraps. Like you, you can get punched in the right spot, and the lights can go out no matter how hard the shot is. You can lose by submission if you get caught. Jethro, you do jiu-jitsu all the time. How easily can you get caught in a submission? How quickly can you get caught in a submission? Yo, the lights go out real quick. Yeah. So, you know, it's a matter of, Kev, you're talking about training for the Olympics and putting everything in there. These fighters train specifically to fight. Like, their cardio is fighting. Their diet is fighting. Like, And then it could all get taken away with one punch. Yeah. Like one punch, it could get taken away. So yeah. you got to look at it from that perspective. And, you know, I'll kind of throw out some some things from, you know, which sport is not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is not difficult to win. And I mean, I look at Kendrick Perkins' comment, and the reason why I got upset when I looked at that, it's like, I think basketball is probably the easiest one to win out of all the four major sports. Because look at the track record of if you have the best player in the series – that you're playing in, you're probably going to win. LeBron James has made the NBA championship. It seems like every year he's been in the league. Why? Because he's the best player on the planet. So if right. you have LeBron James in your team, chances are it's not going to be very difficult to win a championship. If you have Michael Jordan in his prime on your team, it's not going to be very difficult to win a championship. <clears throat> right? Basketball shows that you can have dynasties. And when I say dynasties, I mean dynasties. The Celtics. The Lakers, the Pistons, the Spurs, the Lakers again. <laughs> like these teams who, and like the Warriors, and, and, you know, for, for a more modern version, you look at how teams are built, you can win with one, two, three players. You can't do that in hockey. You can't do that in football. You can't do that in baseball. You can't do that in, you know, in the Olympics. You can't do that in the UFC. Like, so for him to come out and just be so blatant on you know his favoritism for the sport that he played, I get it. You want to support everything, but look at it for what it is. Like Kendrick Perkins won a championship because he had the three best players in the series on his team, right? Like, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Well, mind you, I mean they did beat the Lakers that year, and you know, but the Lakers weren't the same Lakers that when they had Shaq. If they have Shaq on those Lakers on that Laker team, not not a question. Lakers win that championship. 
But you have Kobe Bryant, who, again, masterful, all-time great, brought the Lakers pretty much single-handedly to that final against the Celtics, who had the big three, who, okay, we're going to guard one guy and take away his game. Okay, well, you got two other guys who can score 50 in any given time. So, I mean, no offense to any basketball players who are listening to this. And look, any championship is difficult to win. And I'm not trying to say that it's not difficult. But if you look at it compared to the other four major sports, along with individual sports like the Olympics, like the UFC, like boxing, I, I'm sorry. It, it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't compute. It doesn't compare. No. Um, let, let's dive into a sport that we really haven't talked about a whole lot. But I think, you know, again, when you look at it from this perspective of a difficult championship to win and then to, you know, maintain it is boxing. Like, obviously we've seen some dominant champions in our lifetime, but even they, they get caught. Even they get in a situation where their careers don't end the way that they're supposed to. Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, like the Klitschko brothers. You know, and Deontay say, Wild. Or you marry Hayden Pantier and become a senator in uh, Ukraine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but now I think, you know, you're seeing Deontay Wilder go through that. Like, that guy was riding high for how long? And then all of a sudden, everything gets taken away because he gets the brakes beaten off of him by a superior fighter. By a pikey. Man. So... The thing that upsets me about that whole situation, I'll get back into my point after this, but so obviously the, the Joshua Fury fight is the biggest heavyweight fight since Ali Frazier. Mm-hmm. And now it's not going to be, you know, on the plate right now because Deontay Wilder's clause in his contract calls for a third fight with Tyson Fury. Like, what does he think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in that next fight? Tyson Fury is so much better than you. You're the only the only guy who stands a chance against Tyson Fury is Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua is a technical fighter. So I digress. Wait, but, hold on. Who is the guy who beat Joshua randomly? Uh, he's a Mexican fighter. Yeah, the Mexican guy who was really overweight. Yeah. Who showed up and knocked him out. But but there's a case in point, Kev. Like we're talking about one of the they were talking about him being one of the best heavyweights of all time. And the he Buster fights the Douglas, guy who's, who's a huge underdog, and he gets clipped, and all of a sudden he's, yeah. you know, he's he's not on top of the world anymore. But yeah, like Buster but Douglas, like, yeah, you know, look at has seen Rockman beat Lennox Lewis, Clubber Lang, Clubber Can Lang. We go back to that. <laughs> if if Mick didn't die in the locker room, there's no way Clubber takes that first fight. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Rocky movies, I just watched Creed two the other day. Haven't like, seen it. So they're kind of duplicating what the Rocky movies were like, but I mean, I could literally watch a marathon of just Rocky movies and Creed movies and just be in heaven. They're so good. Um, but but again, you know, it's, Montreal just won. There you go, going to six, going to Let's six overtime goal. Let's go breakaway two breakaway with two players, two on none. That's always Easy good. Goal. That's always yeah. good. Let's go. Um, so again, I think that you know that's that's a good segue for us to to kind of get off the topic. But I mean, you know, when athletes and historians and media are debating what is the toughest championship to win, there's always going to be an argument for every sport because everyone has an opinion on it. And I think that's what makes sports, you know, as beautiful as they are because you never know who's going to win at any given time especially in the one and duds 
And then, you know, maybe you have a Cinderella run with these seven game series where team just gets too beat up and, you know, the other team who's not supposed to win comes from, you know, comes from behind and, you know, they, they, you know, they win the series. So um, on that note, I think that's, that's pretty much it guys. I mean, you know, we could debate this till we're blue in the face, but I know that uh, I think we've, we've made some good points on that. And I think people who are listening to this, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic to think about when you're, when you're sitting at home and uh, you know, put some thought into it and maybe, you know, send us some, some critiques on this, then, you know, give us your opinion on who, uh, who you think would be the, you know, or what you would think would be the toughest championship to win. Um, but yeah, that's it for another week, guys. Um, as, as we say every week, uh, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And uh, next week is the week, everybody, we are going to be launching our, uh, our front office giveaway. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. It'll run over the whole course of June. And uh, it'll be live June 1st. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, don't forget to, uh, to go to the Smoke Shack. You know, go to the Smoke Shack and, uh, and get some good food. And, um, yeah, on that note. I'm going Saturday, and I'm just filling up a bucket of pulled pork. <laughs> I'm just going to town on pulled pork. I don't even know if I'm going to have the pulled pork. Sandwich. I just want pulled pork and to eat it with a spoon. I posted it's a that post. damn good. Yeah. Like coffee. And coffee. God damn. So I posted a picture, and I'm sure you guys saw it on our on our Instagram stories of their uh, their rib special that they were running. And did you see all of the delicious rack of ribs that were in that picture? Phenomenal. Oh man. Anyways. Every time we get talking about the Smoke Shack, we uh, we get off topic here. But yeah, please go support the Smoke Shack. They're a fantastic, uh, fantastic local business, and they they do such good stuff. So so go and support them. Um, and yeah, we've got some uh, some couple uh, some couple. Fuck, I can't even talk right now. It's late. Um, put it on the website. Yeah, put it on the website. You know, it's going to be funny when we actually get a website. Every time we make that joke now, because we'll actually have one. So eventually, I'll, I'll make... just have a website with the domain name, and it just says like under construction. <laughs> yeah, under construction. Just out, just out of spite, I wanted I wanted to put up a website so that way our joke actually doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got some very uh, some very good guests that are going to be coming on in the next uh, couple of weeks, and um, we actually have a, a good slate of uh, of episodes coming up. So. Um, if you're not listening, you know, continuously already, you know, jump back on, pick back up where you left off and, uh, we got some good stuff coming down your, uh, your way. But, uh, on that note, have a great night, everybody. Uh, Jethro, last comments. Later, bitches. Kevin. I'm Gene Shallot now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Support uh, local. Yeah, support local, but uh, all right, guys. Amazon. (laughs) Another one in the books. We'll do it all again next week. Peace out.